Warning! This podcast contains hot takes, cliched opinions, and strong language. Welcome to Records and Bands Podcast. Joining us today is Jamie, who is the host of the Talking Dad UK podcast that discusses all aspects of life as a father. His episodes have included chats about autism, cooking proper family food on a budget, and he's also had some bloke on to talk about DIY midwifery. (laughs) Uh, Jamie and I got chatting on Instagram after one of his previous guests mentioned an offspring gig that I was also at. Welcome to Records and Bands, Jamie, the talking dad. Hello, thank you for having me. So I want to get you on, really, just to return the favour, really, because, you know, you were going to have to have me on, and we talked a lot of sh- I felt I talked a lot of shit on your <laughs> podcast so kind of you can come and talk all over ours now if you want no we had, we had a great episode a couple of episodes we got out of it didn't we so yeah so I, I, I was saying to Sam earlier we got about two and a half hours it was it was fun to edit them long ones with <laughs> testing aren't they but I was able to sort of chop it up in the middle and we had a a good old dad chat for the regular podcast and then we had a bit of a music slash podcast chat about you know one of my little side things that i do talking music type of episode so yeah it was great do you want to give us a quick brief overview on your podcast and then you can let let everyone know where they can get hold of you and then we can dive into our shit give you the opportunity that's what it's for isn't it yeah thank you um yeah so i started um talking dad uk podcast in january of this year an idea that I had um, probably five years ago when my first son was born, uh, just going through the process of, of uh, pregnancy and, and thinking to myself, not a lot going on for dads um, in terms of support and, and chat and, and where do you go if you need to type of thing. Never really did anything with it because I was busy first time dad and uh, it just took over my life. And uh, then second time around at the beginning of this year, I was having a similar kind of situation and through lockdown, I thought, why not? Let's uh, let's let's do that podcast thing that I thought about ages ago. Plus, a couple of my friends had started a podcast. So right in the middle of, of lockdown and everything. Uh, theirs is more just like uh, beer reviews and friends having a chat. So uh, I was listening to theirs and I thought, you know what? I could I could do that. We could do some dad stuff. And that's just where it came from. I've had some uh, some guests that have been friends and family, and which has been great because they've helped me out. And uh then as it's got bigger and opened up a little bit, I've managed to get some interesting chats on with the uh, dads that have got interesting stories or just, you know, general dad stuff that, that I think we should all uh, hear more about and have the opportunity to discuss. I'll be honest, I haven't listened to your pod. I know I probably should have done in prep. I said to Rob, I feel woefully underprepared, but I think it's such a great idea because like so many of those things that you've said about, it, it, it's so true. It's like, and you know, Rightly so, there's a lot out there for, for expecting mothers, new mothers, or you know. But there is that little gap, isn't there? A little bit of, uh, which, you know, you, you're obviously helping to fill that. Yeah, and as as I've started doing it, it's it's become like more and more apparent that there are quite a few dad um, groups out there and, and some other dad podcasts and stuff, which is great because we're all trying to do the same thing and get dads talking and, and men's mental health and, and all that kind of stuff is an important um, topic so you know the more the merrier and we're all in it together now and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah um, podcast is available everywhere where you find uh, your podcasts Talking Dad UK um, social media uh, Twitter Facebook and Instagram 
Talking Dad UK one. That's where you find me. I've got the YouTube channel as well, Talking Dad UK. And I'm trying to, um, a little bit like yourself, Rob, I'm trying to get into that space and try to make things happen a little bit. So, well, I've just, um, sorry, I was just, just going to say, I've just, uh, I've got my phone here. So I've just gone on and I've, I've just subscribed to to your pod. So thanks a lot. Take that listen to me. me for two and a half hours. On well, I'm, I'm skipping that shit, to be honest with you. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to take that out with me tomorrow when I go and walk the dog in the morning. So, yeah, we, we've got a, a great a mix of, um, you know, some serious topics, topics mm. that have been discussed with a couple of the guests, which are, you know, valuable and important for people to, to have the opportunity to resource and other just general dad, dad's chatting nonsense, yeah. you know, moaning, moaning about kids. I think, it, I think it's a really cool thing that you're doing. I was absolutely honored to be on it and to be a part of your little podcast. So thank you very much for having me on there. Um, so what sort of, music would you define as like your music then i know i know me and you chatted for a, you know a good hour and a half about music the other day but yeah for people who haven't tuned into your pod the thing is when when because i always like talk to people about music and music is something that i listen to daily all the time and and then when somebody says well, what type of music are you into? I'm almost, <laughs> I'm almost like, don't ask that question because it just spans so many different genres. I don't really know what to say, but I, I would probably say rock, um, metal, rap. Kind of sums it up. <laughs> My dad um, would have been into all the classic rock stuff, Deep Purple, Pink Floyd, all that kind of stuff. So I would have heard that as a kid, but then my uncle uh, would have, who was slightly younger, would have been in all the... Um, metal metallica megadeth all that kind of stuff um and then being a kid growing up through sort of late night is early noughties and stuff i would have found i just found rap and um indie music and then as i've grown older into an adult i've just kind of picked out the bits i liked and stuck with it kind of thing so, so me you, yeah me and you had a chat about motorhead but i also heard on one of your podcasts you talk about yellow wolf yeah and that's not he's not really on my radar. Um, do you know Yellow Wolf, Sam? I don't, actually. I don't think so, anyway. I'm just having a quick Google, but... Yellow Wolf is um, a rapper from Alabama. Ah, um, uh, yeah. Now lives in Tennessee, Nashville, um, and is part of a sort of new new wave of Southern rap and, and mixing country music rock and all sorts down there in yeah. uh, Nashville. So... I got put on to, well, Yellow Wolf was, um, <clears throat> I got onto a, cu- a couple of his mixtapes early on, but then he was signed to Eminem's record label. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So probably about, what, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, something like that, I, I sort of became aware of him um, and then just followed him ever since. And he had he had a track that was in the Sons of Anarchy TV series. Oh, yeah. Um, shortly after he'd signed. And... Uh, me and my wife were big fans and watchers of of that series um when she was pregnant actually with my with our first and as you know we, we when when your wife's pregnant you don't really go out and do much do you so you stay at home and lie in bed <laughs> yeah. and watch telly and and eat don't you <laughs> so, <laughs> get, gain the sympathy weight or whatever so um yeah from there really i've, I've been a I've been a fan i managed to go and see him in manchester 6 7 years ago oh, nice. um dragged the wife along which was 
a little bit reluctant to come and see, but she just did it because I think she was still trying to impress me or whatever, but we were still, we were living together at the time. She didn't need to. <laughs> so it was one of them gigs where it was, it was at the, uh, with the university in Manchester. So oh, yeah, yeah. it wasn't a big venue. Um, and it's a great venue that to be fair. Yeah. I was going to say a... you've been up to Manchester a few times, haven't you, Sam? For gigs yeah, yeah. I saw, um, saw the ordinary boys there a couple of times, I think back in the day. Yeah. Great days. Yeah. It was, it was one of them great venues where you can be stood at the bar enjoying a pint, but also be close enough almost to the stage that you can touch the act. So you, you, anywhere you were, you were you were in for a good gig. It was yeah. a really good gig. Um, and then, what, 2019, we went on our honeymoon um, as a family and we, we managed to go to Nashville during that, that three-week span and uh, that was a blast wasn't it it was amazing yeah it was a busy we were mm. just all over we went new york nashville and then we finished off for seven days in iowa where we got some um friends some of my wife's friends that she went uni with uh, so we managed to just chill out and stay there but the the other two were dead busy but um yellow wolf being based in nashville now uh part of that music scene there is sort of running alongside uh what is sort of country radio now that they'll never get played on country radio, but mm-hmm. you know, they're sort of real country, let's say. Um, and uh, he's got a shop there where he sells all of his merch and clothing line and things. Ooh. So we, we went down there just to buy a few t-shirts and uh, he'd announced on Instagram that the night before we flew in that he was going to be there and do a signing. So oh. we said, well, let's, well, I said, let's, Let's go inside the visit to the shop to buy T-shirts with when he's actually going to be there, and we'll we'll meet, get a CD signed or whatever, and met him, and uh, that's what we did. And uh, that whole southern hospitality saying is really true because when we were there, um, obviously he was late, which you know you are <laughs> when you when you, when, you, when you're the artist, <laughs> um, and so we just you know we were in the shop for a certain amount of time, and then they closed it up and said, "Oh, he's on his way," and then some guys turned up with like a big gazebo and some um, big cool boxes and a set, lit the barbecue and they just cooked food for us and, and filled the cool box up with beer and ice and said, help yourself while you wait. And it was amazing. We cool. stayed there all afternoon in the red hot weather and it was lovely. <laughs> Better than my story. I got told to fuck off by Nicky Wire outside accessorizing <laughs> in Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of my, everybody's got that one band or artist that they kind of draw towards that is kind of their thing that maybe not that maybe not all the friends are into or it you know maybe it's an oddball um kind of choice and that's that the yellow wolf's mine so I, anyone who's willing to listen i'll tell him that, that i'll tell them that he's great and they should try him um being a southern rapper from america is not always uh everyone's cup of tea <laughs> no it's an interesting mix that isn't it and um i've just done a little google and i saw that he They'd work with Travis Barker. I mean, sort of everyone's worked with Travis Barker. With Travis Barker, but yeah. he's got a track six feet underground. Yeah, it's not only is Travis Barker, but it features Tim Armstrong. Oh, wicked! Yeah. Like you know, that sort of um, my kind of musical background almost is like you know stuff like Rancid and Blink and, and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's amazing. That's really cool. I'm going to leave that up on my. Um, my laptop here, and I can check that. Jamie, out. do you have transplants? I know of them, but yeah. I, probably, I couldn't tell you anything by them. I might recognise something, but it's just one of them bands, you know, that you know yeah. the name of. But 
Um, but yeah, if that mixtape, if that's your kind of music, that's your, that you probably enjoy that. Yeah, I'll like, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like stuff like? Um, I'm not sure. Quite sure if he's in the same sort of field, kind of, but like. Do you like like Machine Gun Kelly and stuff like that? Because I know he's done a lot of stuff with like Travis Barker, and he did a track with Young Blood recently, which is really cool. Yeah, um, I probably started listening to Machine Gun Kelly not long, well, a few years after, but when he was still yeah. rapping, when he was doing his rap stuff, and then I right. just kind of followed him, and he's started to move into that more um, musical side, hasn't he? And um, yeah, it's quite. I haven't heard it, but some friend of mine was saying that like. You, to check it out because it's quite like it's quite pop punky almost some yeah. of it and stuff so yeah i think um, so, some of it's some of it's quite good and you can mm. you can listen to it and, and i think other other bits of it have got you know the risk of it being a bit corn but mm. not right corn, yeah not corners in the band but uh, <laughs> cheesy <laughs> yeah i'm with you i'm with you um but no that's really cool i'm gonna check that out Cool. So going back to what you were saying about like uh, your dad and your uncle influencing your musical yeah. taste, yeah. I had I was having a look. I was thinking because you know you're the talking dad, we might have a bit of a chat about dad rock. Yeah. So I went on to um, you know, and you kind of hinted at it when you're going through some of the bands, like, and I, I just went through a playlist on Apple Music, um, total dad rock. It was called. And I just made a list of like half a dozen or a few more of, of the bands that are on there. And to be honest, it's a, it's a dad rock playlist. But I kind of thought they're only dad rock if you don't like them. Right. <laughs> so, here, so Queen, dad rock or not dad rock? Dad probably, rock. Oh. probably dad rock, yeah. 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 Oh, the, yeah. the Eagles. Dad rock. Led Zeppelin. Shit band, shit I'd, songs. I'm, I'm not. I'm not into them. <laughs> right. uh, Hendrix, I, I'll be honest. Hendrix, I'm just gonna... Hendrix, Hendrix is dad rock. Hendrix is cool. It don't matter what. Just, to, um, just to clarify before our, our listener crucifies me over my comments about Led Zeppelin, no, I think they don't need fucking boring. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Anyway, it's a thing. I got a thing about. It. Led Zeppelin, and I just can't stick it. Right. Anyway, right. carry on. St- Stairway to Heaven's all right. Uh, Toto. Dad Rock. Yeah. Uh, Van Morrison. Dad, Dad Rock. Rock. Genesis. Dad Rock. No, yeah. this is, no, this is, a, this is, a, <laughs> what was that? Shit. Shit. Was, are you on about Peter Gabriel or Phil Collins? Both. Or, or Steve Hackett, or the guy from Stiltskin. Anyway. Um, but then, same playlist, Petty. Good, Dad Rock. Good, Dad Rock. Yeah, you see, I think Tom Petty's Dad Rock. I think I Tom would... Petty's amazing. He, oh, absolutely. But, but then again, I think the Eagles are amazing. Yeah. That's, you know, Springsteen, <laughs> Dad Rock. Yeah, the greatest. Pearl Jam, shit band, horrible. <laughs> Can't stick them. Anyone who likes them. <laughs> um, the Who, Dad Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Classic dad rock. Supergrass. <laughs> oh, I suppose they are. Right? Nirvana. If you ask my boy, yeah. Little prick. <laughs> it's the, not... be- the Beatles. Dad rock. Granddad rock. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell, yeah. I feel about the Beatles, way Sam, saying way Sam feels about Led Zeppelin, to be honest. Um, Steve Miller Band. Dad rock. Yeah. Cockney Rebel. 
Yeah. Probably. On the song, yeah. innit? One, yeah. Two weapons team, innit? Um, and then, uh, the Deep Purple. Yeah. Dad, dad Rock, yeah. Black, yeah. Black Sabbath. Good Dad Rock. <laughs> Good dad Rock. But this is it, see? It, I'm just wondering, like, it's going to always be changing because, like, we went to this uh, fireworks display a few years ago and there was this really shit covers band playing and they go, uh, right, it is one for the mums and dads out there. And then they play the fucking Beatles. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm here with my kids. Like, surely that's for the granddads. Yeah. So when, yeah. but so when does stuff? Because it, you know, when does stuff become dad rock? Like, because it's a little bit like when does stuff go onto Radio Two, isn't it? Is it? Like, I don't, I don't listen to Radio Two. I'm clinging on, but um, it, I almost feel like you know, like Radio Two probably say play the same classics now that they did ten years ago. But surely that, but surely that's kind of should shift. You know what I mean? That's what almost I needs all to be like a radio two plus ten or whatever. Do you know see what I mean? Because like as you grow, like it doesn't feel that radio two ages at the same time as other people do. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying there? Like, yeah, it feels that like they're playing the same kind of stuff, but the the demographic has probably moved on. They probably should be playing Basket Case. They probably should be playing like Nirvana. Do you see what I mean? But like. But- they're probably still cranking out. See, I think it, for, for our age, or, or my age, sorry, because I'm older than you. I think you two are about the same age, to be honest. Um, but for my age, like if you, if I go back to like Queen and the Eagles, all that stuff from the 70s, if you like, that's all dad rock. That's all stuff that my dad would listen to. And then obviously for my kids, like we're in a we're at the church. There's a quiz night at the church, and one one of the songs they'd had a music round, and one of them would smells like teen spirit and Evan, who was like 11 <laughs> at the time just goes, Oh, dad rock. <laughs> and I, honestly, I know we were in a church where I nearly put his head through the stained glass window. Great kid. <laughs> Great kid. Always said it. <laughs> but so that, that's, that's changed then, hasn't it? Because when really? I was, when I was a teenager playing in bands at school, everybody was trying to play. Smells like Teen Spirit, and and so yeah. it wasn't considered dad rock because everybody, every kid in a band was trying to play it. Do you know what I mean? So it was considered still cool. That's the stuff you mm-hmm. learn as as a band. Um, whereas now, if your lad was in a in a band at school, maybe he's not learning to play that anymore. Maybe that's got he's too old now. It's he's what is it's, he, it's thirty years old next week, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's like ten by Pearl Jam was thirty last Friday. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. mental. So, and uh, me and Leon were on here talking about number of the beast by Iron Maiden. That turns forty. Dad Rock. It is Dad Rock. Yeah, <laughs> it's good Dad Rock. I was listening to that episode yesterday, actually. All oh, right, cool. Very good. Thank you very much. <laughs> Fishing for compliments there. Yeah. <laughs> is there right? So, if we think like, I always think to myself that. You know, there's these records that I absolutely love and I feel a bit sad sometimes that I'm not going to get to listen to them for the first time ever again. Like I won't get to listen to Nirvana for the first time ever again. Yeah. And then I kind of try and console myself that well, at least the kids are going to have that experience, but then they're probably not going to get that experience because they're going to have heard it in dribs and drabs all their life. By the time they get to 14 and start finding their own music, 
Nirvana is not going to be a new thing for them. The Pixies aren't going to be a new thing for them. So is there any records or bands that, you know, you really want your kids to get into when they get older of yours? Or are you just, fuck it, that's mine. They ain't going to be interested. No, I, so I, I play um, Motorhead and Metallica in the car and my son would love it and he'd be headbanging mm. in the back and then, you know, when he was younger, when he was like two or three, he'd be doing that or we'd put it on YouTube and it'd slip it in on YouTube and we'd have to watch a live set of Motorhead or something, just <laughs> slip it in every now and again in between whatever he was listening to and my wife wanted to put on. And um, I was doing it the other day at the weekend um, watching uh, Motorhead at Glastonbury, which bit of a sad sight, really. It was a bit late for them. But we watched that um, with my youngest, who's only four months, so he has no clue what's going on. But he likes the lights. And uh, yeah. event- eventually it will seep in that that's proper music. And when he grows up and he's got a taste, then uh, it'll already be ingrained in him. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. So a few years ago, um, well, probably two years ago, Bill, my daughter, she she just had a face. She decided that Smashing Pumpkins were the best band and she'd ever heard, and that was it. And she'd sit and listen to like Melancholy and Infinite Sadness, and that's all she'd listen to. And now she's just moved on. It's Olivia Rodrigo, and it, she's finding her own stuff now. You know, um, that's that's I, the thing, isn't it? It's um... Isaac is absolutely well, well for about eighteen months. He was absolutely mad on Neil Young. Every time I put Neil Young, Neil Young, you'll go mental. Evan's never really been interested in anything except when he was really tiny. The only thing that would get him to go to sleep in the car was the best of the proclaimers. <laughs> well, I'd, 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 we'd play stuff, um, you know, connect the phone to the car and play my playlist and, and things like that. And he'd love all that, listening to the like heavy rock music. He loves it, um, classic rock music. But um, sometimes we'll just. But I've got a new car and I've got a DAB radio in it. So, uh, absolute know. radio 90s then. <laughs> planet Rock. No split, split, split between Planet Rock and Radio X um, or Kerrang. So, we mix between them and sometimes something will come on and it's quite, you know, it, it could be anything, but it's got a good beat to it. It's quite fast. And he'll say, Oh, Daddy, can we, uh, can we play, can we put this song on when you pick me up from school? Oh, and nice. I'm just like, Well, it's the radio. We can't pick the songs. It just comes on. <laughs> And sometimes I've tried to go back and go back home and remember what it was and make a note of it so we could stick it back on. But he, he loves all that. And um, we got him a little acoustic guitar for Christmas because he was oh, nice. showing an interest. It just what gets, he's five. So he can't get, he can't get his hand around it. He can't get his hand around it, but he'll drag it around the house and, and make a noise. And mm. he says, I'm going to be a rock star. Thank you. So, if he keeps saying that, <laughs> if, he, if he keeps saying that, I'm happy. He can be a rock star if he wants. I, I think you said about um, you know that you hear stuff on the radio, and it's just a bit of a, a side note, really. I do think that um, like my little boy, my eldest is five as well, and like we watch something on the TV, like on like actual TV, not like Netflix or something, and it it kind of blew his mind a little bit. And the same as uh, I think that's a similar thing with radio that it's not yeah. like you don't pick and choose. It's just, it's just what's on. Yeah. You know, and, um, that's really, do you know what it was actually? It was, it was, uh, it was Prince Philip died and he was sat there going like, what's going to happen in the next one? And I was like, well, the next one, he's going to have another one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just odd. Like, like so you saying that whole kind of, oh, well, yeah, this, this, this might not be on when you get in. I might not be able to put it on when you get back in the car. 
They just it used is, to be an instant yeah, pause yeah. it, rewind it and all that. I mean, we've done it recently where we've got a fire stick and it wasn't working, so we had to put normal telly on. Mm. It's like, just pause it while I need to go to the toilet. We can't. It's, <laughs> this is normal telly. It doesn't yeah. pause. So, yeah. <laughs> the one that's um, that's got us at the minute, and um, I, I haven't done this. This isn't something that I've got. I've got, got, got two little bits to tell you about. So, like... Um, my boy, he, he loves like Avengers and stuff. And he's got one of the Lego Avengers games and his favorite song. And we listen, he makes put on repeat when we go to school is uh, come and get your love on yes. Redbone, off of like the, off of um, Guardians of the Galaxy. But that and soundtrack I, is amazing. The whole soundtrack is like to both films is amazing. I wouldn't know. We can't get Paris, come and get your love. <laughs> All right. Mine and loves like, it as well. He's five and he it? loves it. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, he said he knows the words by now because yeah, he plays it that yeah. much. Yeah, he loves it. He always goes, well, put, put the Star Lord song on that. I got the Star Lord song <laughs> on it, say to me. And like, we love that, you know. And it's like, we, we have a little sing on the car. My little girl started singing it a little bit as well. And um, the, the other one that has caught on, and this is, this is me, I'm well aware that I'm forcing their hand a little bit, but like, my little girl. So she's just three, but like a bit, a bit like Rob was saying with Proclaimers, like well, I always used to sing Springsteen songs to my to, to the kids to get them to sleep because like, I don't really don't feel like I know sort of like many nursery rhymes or many kids songs, but like you know I know loads of lyrics and stuff. And when we were on holiday the other day, I got a took a little video of her singing Thunder Road back to me, oh, which wow. was really nice and like. I just, just feel like there's little bits there, like Teddy will say to me, like, oh, who, what's this song? What's this song? And like, I, I said, to, I started I was singing Thunder Road to Elsa the other night. And she goes, what's this, Daddy? What's this song? And I said, oh, it's, it's Thunder Road. And she was like, no, it's not. It's Mary's Dress Waves, she was saying to me. Because <laughs> they're like the four, like the, the, the first couple of lines that she remembers. Yeah. Which is really quite sweet. And like, back to what Rob was saying like like stuff that you kind of want your kids to listen to like I'm well aware that like they're probably going to hear Springsteen in a couple of years just be like what is this shit like you know but like I think it's it's the path isn't it like it's and, and I know like other people would have other opinions about what the right musical path is but oh like, I had a row with someone on Instagram the other day about it oh excellent they, they were but oh no they basically there was a joke post a jokey post went up about and, and it was Forrest Gump holding up all these different album covers and they're all quite like hardcore punk bands so he had like hmm. Bad Brains and Anti-Flag yeah. and finished up with Avril Lavigne right and then yeah. so, someone jumped down their throat going how can you put Avril Lavigne in the same bracket as Henry Rollins and this that and the other and I just went down to fuck the gatekeeper's road but you know, <laughs> you know if, yeah, at least if, Avril if, can write a chorus well if, if, my, <laughs> if, if my daughter starts off on Avril Lavigne and finishes up with fucking bad brains or minor threat or something then job done surely so Sam was saying about singing Springsteen to the kids is there any songs that you sing your kids to see like Sam was saying he was singing uh, Thunder Road to his daughter do you do you sing songs to your kids to get them off to sleep or I don't generally sing to them, no. It's uh, it's probably one of the reasons why I never ended up in a band. It's that um, stage shy, that not wanting to seem daft in front of people type of thing. In, you front, know? Of your, in front of your four-month-old kid. Really I know. I know it's stupid. It is stupid. But um, I don't generally sing to them. 
is there any particular songs that you know you might put on to get them to go off to sleep or is it just because I like, like in the past like, I I I know I've been um when my kids were tiny like I'd be uh there's like two or three songs that worked on all of them like sunshine on leaf I could get close to them and quietly sing sunshine on leaf to them and they'd go off to sleep like or um up and down and back again by powder finger or um Johnny Cash's Streets of the Radio, I'd be able to, you know, yeah. get in the cot with them, sing it to them. Yeah. I mean, I can't sing for shit. I sing in the key of H, like, but <laughs> it's just that, you know, so, so those three songs, for instance, like, I've always got with me. They always remind me of the kids being yeah. I just wonder if you've had anything like that. Mine's my five year old is is that 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 wired. Yeah, right. <laughs> anything anything too energetic like that would just yeah. set him off again and he wouldn't sleep. So no. <laughs> not yet, but maybe with maybe with the mm. other one. Um I'll have to start doing stuff like that. <laughs> just to double back on something you were saying about Avril Levine. McFly, right, played Slam Dunk Festival this week as a surprise guest, and it went tits it looked amazing and i was just thinking like does that mean it's okay to like mcfly now because like i'll be honest and this is something that i've grown into as i've got older you know like in my like early 20s i was very much like this is what i like so i don't like this you know very black and white about stuff but like mcfly i've got some absolute bangers some real catchy stuff and like slam dunk's quite quite a big punk festival and I just made me think, like, well, they've gone there, they've played that for the first time, and now it, does that mean it's okay to like McFly again in the, this punk world that I'm part of? You know, and I think it absolutely is because you know, like, when you compare, and, and this is something that going back I w- would never have thought of, but like, when you compare someone like McFly and Busted as two two brigadiers out, and Avril Lavigne. There's not much difference between what they knock out and what like Blink One Eight Two knock out, like especially in that time period. And like looking back with hindsight, I can see that. And I just 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 got me thinking that like, you know, are uh, all, all that this? There's probably a lot of scene kids at stuff like Slam Dunk. I don't know. Could be massively generalising. I don't even know if scene kids is a thing anymore. Um, if that's something that people say, Christ, I sound like I'm a thousand years old. But like, do you know what I mean? It, it just feels like. The problem with them is, is, is like, they were like the UK's watered down pop version mm. of Blink, weren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Record labels were looking at that, that sort of scene and era of, of them bands, Blink, some 41, all that kind of stuff. And they were thinking we could get into this and we could make mm. some money. And yeah, like, I've even got, I've, I've got busted written down in my book here, but as possibly one of the first records I bought, but I don't mm. know. Because when I was a kid, LimeWire was a thing. So yeah, yeah. I didn't start buying records until probably in my teens when I used my pocket money and I liked having a physical copy of something. So I mean, when I did you stand on Fightstar? I didn't like them. I didn't like him Sounds when he left. Sounds like you knew the fuck. I didn't no, no, like no, 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 Fightstar. Oh, right, I, I didn't yeah. like him when he left. He's a traitor. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> we refused to buy... Um, Kerrang! The week he was on the cover of Kerrang, <laughs> because like he just wasn't metal. Like he's just got too big for his boots, didn't he? I mean, I used to sit and watch. I don't know if it was MTV then or VH1 or whenever it crossed over, and they used to have them. Um, was it TRL? We used to sit yeah, and watch yeah. um, with who is now Emma Willis, who wasn't Emma Willis then because she got with him when yeah yeah when he was on 
there from Busted. Um, I used to watch that and they were on there all the time and along with other bands, but obviously they they had an influence from Blink and, and yeah. being, a, being a kid from England at that age, I got them before, well, around the same time, but I got them pretty much before I got Blink, you know what I mean? So... See, um, I always feel I was like I'm just that little bit too old for Blink One Eight Two and uh, some of the other bands around the other time. Was it Saves the Day? Is that one of your bands? Um, yeah, um, so it's a bit different to Blink. And stuff, yeah, but, but they, that sort of era, that yeah, sort of yeah, yeah. like turn of the century stuff, I was already kind of already set in my ways. So, like we we spoke about Offspring. Like for me, off it's yeah. Smash. Whereas for Sam, it's Americana. Mm. That's the that's the album that was released when you're into them, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I had to go back and I had to go back and sort of rediscover Offspring, like we said, because mm. I had Blink and some forty one kind of just stayed there for a bit, and mm. and Offspring were a little bit before me. But I had an older cousin that was really into them, and then afterwards I got I went back, and now I just I think they're a really good band. But sorry, Jamie, how how old are you, mate? Just I'm just out of thirty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm thirty four. So. Um, there's there's a lot of similar similar stuff here. You're used to talking about it. It's ringing yeah. a lot of bells. Because um, I reckon you two are at some of the same leads as well. See, yeah, uh, I, can't, I can't remember what year it was for Leeds, but um, it was headlining Prodigy, Arctic Monkeys, and Kings of Leon was when I went Leeds. Yeah, I think I was there. Hang on, I'm going to Google it. I think that would be about oh six, oh seven. Um. Something uh, no, there, it might have been a bit it, later. Might have been, might a, bit have been later. a bit later. Yeah, uh, it was. The, my, my mates had been for like four or five years previous, mm. and that that was the one that I just kind of jumped on and started going with them. But uh, yeah, just trying to think. I, 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 that lineup, I've definitely seen uh, seen those bands. Um, <laughs> Kings of Leon headlining something, and uh, yeah, um, I'm trying to think now what it would have been. Okay. Yeah, so we ended up. So when we were kids, as it were, um, when I was uh, an early early memory of mine, quite a fond memory, is uh, picking up my GCSE results with two of my very close friends at the time and basically thinking, yeah, that's all right, that is what it is, and then rushing off to go to the chippy, buy some cans of Strongbow and get the minibus to Reading because that's all we cared about. Like that was That was like... We're going to finish school and then we're going to go to Reading and it's going to be that's like that's that's going to be our lives for a while. And then after a few years, we stopped going for some reason. I'm not quite sure why. We just just did. Yeah. And then started knocking around with a couple of other lads and they were oh, we can't get tickets for Reading. So we're going to go to Leeds. And like me and my, my friend Ben were like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Let's go. You know, we hadn't been for a few years. And then after that, um, we went to two or three in a in a row, but like some friends of mine, like Reading's closer yeah. than us. But like we always used to go to Leeds. It was just like a thing, almost like it was just like you know, it was probably us trying to be cool. But I know they go, they go to Reading. No, we go to Leeds. Sort yeah. of thing. We we'll make a bit more um, of an effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like we had like sort of look back at those that sort of period, and they were like peak festival years for us like you know it was just yeah. like yeah. i think back how we used to like physically i couldn't do it anymore you know it would kill me but um oh, i mean I've, we've i was just talking to my mate last night i've um 
I've had tickets for Ozzy Osbourne since 2019. Right, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, it keeps getting postponed and rescheduled. And it's just, it, it got put back on for March 9th next year. And it's just been rescheduled again because, oh, well, apparently now he's got Parkinson's, which I don't think is a surprise mm. to anyone. But no, no. <laughs> um, So it's got rescheduled again. And I just said to my mate, I said, like, the longer they leave this with something like Parkinson's, clearly mm. it's not, it's going to get worse and it's probably not going to happen. Um, yeah. We're still keeping hold of them because we, we, we're in it now, so we're going to ride it out. But yeah. if, it get, if it gets cancelled for good, I said to my mate, I'm going download for the weekend who's coming. and I'm just going to use the money. <laughs> I've not been to yeah. a festival for years. And my mate said, um, I'm up for it, but I'm not camping. And I think that's just a sign that you've hit 30. Yeah. It's yeah. like, we can't camp anymore. <laughs> so, we, uh, I went to... The- did go to a few festivals for a while. Then my mate moved to the Isle of Wight and he was like, oh, do you want to come down for the festival? And I was like, yeah, 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 I'll come down. And I was like, are we camping? And he was like, oh, we fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I did, well, two, two and a half Isle of Wight festivals, really. The first one, we, we stayed at my mate's house, well, my friend's dad's house, and we commuted between each morning, which was great because his... Uh, Stepmom's like one of the nicest people you'll ever meet, and she'd like make us a breakfast in the morning and give us a hug because we were terribly <laughs> hungover. And then when we went the next year, we were like, Oh no, come on, let's camp this year, let's camp. And then, but we camped with my mate Jake's stepmom and his dad because we knew they were like super prepared and could like yeah. take care of us a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably would camp, but I'm not going to be the only person going that's going to camp. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I even said, I even said, like, my dad's got. He's a, he's a tradesman, like so. He's got a few vans knocking about. I'm sure we could get an MOT on one, and we'll just put an airbed in the back. And yeah, yeah, two lads on an airbed in the back of a transit van. Nothing suspicious about that at all. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, we'll rock up in the field and we'll just kip in the back of that. Yeah. But, no. That's... I was just going to say, just again, just jumping back. Busted McFly, definitely dad rock. Definitely dad rock. Even though they're you know, not that old, really. I think, well, I think it's like people have forgotten about them. I think. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's it's all, it's of that time where music music just bands came and went, and you, mm. you know, like when I was a teenager, Arctic Monkeys hit, and then everything after that was like trying to be Arctic Monkeys or, or yeah. similar, and there must be ten or fifteen bands that came that we bought the albums of or downloaded or even went mm. to see that you never hear of anymore. But Arctic Monkeys no. are still going. And that they're Great band. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's just that time of like one thing gets hits and every, every like record labels just want let's just get another one of them. Yeah. There was a lot of that like the stuff I was into similar age, you know, so you, you it seems you had like a Nirvana and a Pearl Jam. Yeah. Ended up with a silver chair and a Creed and a Stone Temple Pilot. Well not so much Stone Temple Pilots, but you know what I mean. There was that, that next wave of bands sounding like that previous wave. Yeah. I suppose that's something that's always happened. Mm. But when you look back over it, maybe they've had a bit more longevity in it and, and yeah. some of them bands have probably stuck around a bit longer. So you you, you know them and they've got in their own right the good. Mm. Whereas some of the stuff later on, when I was younger, it was like all watered down and it just didn't last long. They maybe had one album and then disappeared. This is something that we, me and Rob have spoken about. Um, and I think 
a lot of the bands that you're talking about I'm possibly going to reference here, but like, I, I, I've always sort of like early, well, late teens, love, yeah, teens into my early 20s, very much into like the punk and ska stuff, like Rancid and Lester Jake, but then sort of changed and got into stuff. And I sort of pinpointed that first Arctic Monkeys record as a real turning point in sort of what I listened to. Um, because then I did start listening to them. I'm just wondering if these are going to be similar bands that you're into stuff like I love the ordinary boys. Um, I like hard fi and stuff like that. Is that sort of a similar kind of thing that yeah. like the enemy? Did you say ordinary like boys? That? Yeah. Yeah. Ordinary, but yeah. When I, we did um, me and my mate who's been on my podcast, we were talking about music. Uh, I was in a band with him at school. And yeah. our, our first thought was, it was like a, I don't know what it was, like a showcase or something. It was like some sort of event and there was they had like a drama thing on as well and all the parents came. And we we got the Fred Perry on and we had the Lacoste trainers oh, and, and we were the ordinary boys for one night only. Amazing. And, <laughs> and it, never, it, it didn't last, it didn't go anywhere and they, neither did they. <laughs> no, like, no. Yeah, they're, but, they're one of my favourite bands. That first Arctic Monkeys record, like when me and Rob started this and it was like, oh, make your list of your 25 records, that first Ordinary Boys album, it wasn't first, it was second on it. Like, But yeah. there, I know what you mean. There are a lot of bands in that period. Like, like I don't know, like, like I said, my friend went to see another day, but like Future Heads and stuff like that that just kind of came and went it, yeah. along with, then you get like like the Arctic Monkeys who like have really, not persevered's the wrong word. What's the word I'm looking for? But like, um, I think they, they've evolved though, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when I saw them at Leeds, I was really disappointed because they just, they were like, I said this to my mate, they, they were like a garage band that was still playing in the garage. Mm. When you're playing in front of tens of thousands at Leeds, you need a bit more than that. Yeah. I suppose yeah. that was their charm at the time. But then now, I haven't seen them live again, but now it looks like there's much more stage presence mm. and a bit more of a show when there's a bit more yeah. to it. And um, but yeah, we um, me and my mate went to watch Pigeon Detectives. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, they had two albums, I think, didn't they? And they did a bit later on, but that first one was the big sort of yeah. kicked them yeah. off. Yeah, we went to see them, and that was a good gig. Uh, Reverend and the Makers, I remember them? Oh yeah, coming yeah, out yeah. around that time. Um, oh yeah, all these sort of bands. They just kind of they probably did put stuff out a bit later on, but you probably mm. had to go and look for it. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. A band a bit like that, like um, like Catfish and the Bottleman. But I heard yeah. their first yeah. album, and I was like, "This is a ripper!" And that first album was really, really good. Yeah. And then the second album came out, and it just felt like it was okay. We're on a wave here. Just put something else out. Yeah. And like, I think I don't know. I guess part of me thinks that shows a lack of sort of faith in their own work. But like, it very much felt like the label said to them you've got six, well, you've got three months to put an album out and it's probably just a lot of stuff that wasn't quite good enough for the first album, but it was recorded to the full bucket, we'll put it out. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that, that's, uh, I've lost my train really, but. Um, I think that's, that's signed bands of, of nowadays, I think. Yeah. It? Yeah. And um, it's something we spoke about on, on here before. It's like, and it's, it's really interesting that you bring them up. It's like so much respect for the Arctic Monkeys because they have evolved. And like you'd probably say the first two albums are the closest to each other, but it's not the same album, just churned out again. 
And yeah. I think like they've really made a, you know, a real progression. You, know, you listen to that first album, you listen to what they've done now. It's a different band, you know. It's, yeah, it's yeah. you know, he's even lost a bit of his accent at times, isn't he? I know, but, that's uh, it. Yeah, yeah. We've sorry, we've gone off on one there a bit, Rob. No, you're absolutely fine. This whole fucking <laughs> isn't it? Um, I thought you two would have a lot more in common music-wise than I have with either of you, to be honest. <laughs> so it's absolutely great. We're on coughing like a fucking asshole. Then that okay, is so. a really like I know, like a lot of people would say about. Um, like call it a first wave or whatever well see that's a real blind spot for me as well all that time because that's when i was yeah. I, I, I was either abroad or i was yeah in scotland hazel having the kids and that's when i just basically mm-hmm. went i've got enough thanks yeah you well made you listen to that hard fire record didn't yeah you? yeah you did um and and something you mentioned about is, is albums that you made to take the piss out of you for like i fucking love that first hard fire album i think it's proper proper good and like, I don't meet many people who like it. It's like, oh, they're a fucking wank that band, didn't they? But I love it. I think it's really good. And like, um, I like that with Matchbox Twenty, yeah, and Counting Crows, <laughs> and Pearl Jam probably. But I don't know. Is there any bands that you love, like really, really love, that you'll make just take the piss out of you, Jay? Or... Uh, I can't think or of you, anything. You're that... Just one of the cool kids, are you? No, I can't think of the take the piss out of it but i mean or stuff see, that you like that you make yeah like you know yeah i mean i'd sit there and and if we were i don't know we we're meeting up to go out or something and we met at someone's flat or house or whatever and you get the music on and a few beers before you go out or anything i'd sit and put motorhead on or yellow wolf or metallica or something and everyone would be like this isn't going out music and i'm like <laughs> well it is for me mm. <laughs> so they don't take the piss out of it but it's a bit like not everybody listens to it or, or appreciates it i could just listen to it anytime and i'm so quite happy you, with that when you say like going out music though like, was, was there much of like a decent local band scene where you are when you were a kid when you were like 18 20 first going out or when um when I sort of, you know, you you leave school and you have them few years of of you know, like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, the best years, aren't they? You could just it's just about going out with your mates, getting pissed and having a laugh in it, and just stupid yeah. stuff. And it's amazing. And there was um, there was two or three local venues that were trying to put music on. Um, they'd, you know, some. One of them was an old bingo hall. It was the old cinema and it was attached to it. There was a bingo hall next to it and it was attached. Now, the old cinema had shut down because they built a new one, but they reopened the bingo hall that was like on the end, like an annex thing, and they turned it into a uh, like a club, like a music venue. And one of the bands I went to see, it was a Thin Lizzy tribute from Birmingham called Dizzy Lizzy. Oh, right. And, uh, we just it, we just saw it. It was like a thing on Facebook. I used to follow, and they'd have like what's on in your area or what you know. And I used to follow that, and um, I was like, "Oh, Thin Lizzy tribute! It's Friday night or Saturday night, whatever." Should we just go out and have a few beers and see what that bit, old bingo was like? <laughs> Let's see if there's any good. <laughs> and we went and watched that. And there was about six people in there, and we were three of them. And they had shit beer on because they had one one lager and it was Bex and it was fucking horrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember it, we were absolutely wrote off and it was an amazing night. And I was like, I don't even think the, the, the other three people stayed till the end of the gig, but they were amazing. And he really sounded like um, Phil Liner until he, mm. when he stopped singing and he spoke, he had a really thick brummy accent and it just threw you off completely. 
Um, so yeah, there was there, and and there was a, one or two others that used to do good stuff. Really, they 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 used to get some not not big well known bands, but but bands you might have heard of, or bands mm. that were on the way down that had been around five or six years before. You know, smaller bands. Yeah, and and they'd always do well. They'd sell quite well, and it's good turnout and stuff. But they're all they've all disappeared now. Something you know, the the biggest one, the one that was most popular, is going to be turned into a car park near the train oh, station. Okay, it's a nightmare, yeah. nightmare. So all we've got now really left is little pubs, little yeah. little pubs that are known for having like an acoustic yeah. set on a Friday night or something. Um, when I was that age, we didn't have anything in town at all. There was like one place in Hereford would occasionally, you know, Hereford being like 20 miles away in the, the big town, if you like. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there'd be like one place that would have decent original bands on. But I think that's probably why, like, me and our other brother, Rich, like, we would go off and find gigs. We'd, you know, yeah. You know, I'd say, I'm not going to say there was a gig every, every week or every fortnight. But there was times we could be at a gig two or three times a week and then, you know, might not go for a couple of weeks and then there'll be a couple more, you know, but we were regularly going to gigs like all the fucking time. Yeah. Um, we, had a, we had a couple of bands that, you know, would play the circuit of the town. They'd play the mm. pubs and they'd play the songs, you know, they'd, you know, they'd play the jam and, and, and mm. they'd play bits of the Arctic Monkeys or Kaiser Chiefs or something like that. They'd just mix it all up for trying to please everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we followed them for quite a bit really just because they were a decent band and they always had a good crowd and it was decent to go out and have a beer too mm. but yeah I mean like when you think back now being a fairly small town we were quite lucky at that time because we had two or three decent venues that were trying mm-hmm. yeah I have kids now that are hitting 18 or whatever 17 to go out and find a decent place to play music I don't think they're going to find anywhere unless there's no. one one pub left that might be doing it I just and to be fair to the pubs and that, I suppose if they, you know, they need people coming in and drinking beer. So if they can get a decent covers band in, they're going to keep people putting paying notes over the bar. They're going to do it. What like, like Sam, I, he said plenty of times before, you know, how lucky he is to have these venues that are willing to put on, mm. you know, noisy yeah. punk bands. Yeah, know, yeah. yeah. Well, we, we have the, we have the jazz fest local tours every year, Easter weekend. Um, Going back a, a while when I first started going, it was like a blues and jazz fest. Now it's a bit of everything. You could play whatever yeah. you want. It's just one of them things, but it gets people coming because it's Easter weekend and people like to go out and get pissed in the sun. <laughs> so, yeah. But there has been some good bands that have played there as well. And that's probably all we've got left now. Mm-hmm. Um, and didn't happen it's... last year because of COVID. So, yeah. Well, we're. Um... There's a little bar that was used to be the Blue Note, which used to be an old. Well, I don't know what it was. Quite. I'll tell you it, what it, it, it was a blues and jazz cafe. And Trevor yeah. Davis, who owns a guitar shop in town, he would play there on a Friday night, and he would sit and noodle for four four and a half days, mm-hmm. and then while people would sit and eat their dinner. <laughs> to be honest, to me, it's more where they'd serve us when we were sixteen and seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. It's it's changed a lot now, and it's now run as as a music venue, and like they try to have bands on or some music on, either every Friday and Saturday night, but every Saturday night, and like to be honest, like we play um, like just noisy ska punk sort of stuff, and like it's it is a racket, 
but like they're they're always like yeah come down when do you want to play bring who you like and stuff like that and like without it in, in all seriousness without it we'd like my band would probably play half the gigs we have done yeah because not only from like it's somewhere to play that's local but like you know you meet people there you, you know you get bands in bands return the favor and and stuff like that and like you know we're we're down there in a couple of weeks and i think we're the first first live band they've got um a drum and bass and grime dj down there as their their return after covid and then i think it's us the following week um but like fair play to them like you know first week back it'd be so easy just to say like get one of the local well-known you know like the sort of bands you get who would probably bring five times the amount of people we're going to bring down you know and um but yeah it, it's it's tough you know like they said it's sort of I don't know where we would play if it wasn't for that. And yeah, that's the only place in town that you'd probably get a gig, to be honest. Lens is a tiny little yeah, town. There's, yeah. there's a few pubs and like certainly a band like us, you know, like my brother's other brother Rich, he plays in a couple of them and stuff like that. But they're like more acoustic based. And it's like it's so important, I think, you know, that like there was years where sort of probably ten years where I wasn't in a band because I didn't really see the point because there wasn't really anything about um i do have a point there somewhere (laughs) um but you were saying rob about um bands that people take the piss out of you or or don't get yeah um before i get to that i've just realized before you start taking uh, the piss out of my band no yeah no um, i've just realized what was where i was going with my original ramblings about um that second wave of indie music my mate alex who was an early guest on uh here he kind of summed up that change for me he, he was because i've always thought that oh yeah i like punk music but then i got into indie music and he was like he oh, i always thought well i thought maybe it's just because like rancid aren't on the jukebox in the pub but like arctic monkeys are but he made a really interesting point and what you said about like going out music he was saying like when you're sort of 14 or 15 and like you hear blink singing about like chasing girls and messing around on your skateboard. You can relate to it, but you, you can't relate to like Noel Gallagher, his Parker jacket, going down the boozer and that sort of thing. So as you get a bit older, that kind of makes a bit more sense to you. Just just wanted to fit in there to, you know, just ramble on some more. But um, Sleaford Mods are the band that I love and my friends think are terrible and don't get it and like... I don't, but equally, I, I can't really give a fuck. But you know, <laughs> like, I think I they're ready. they're great, aren't they? Yeah, they are yeah. really, really good. I'm really, really pleased to hear that because you do start to date yourself. You <laughs> do what I mean when like you you play something to people who like whose opinion you respect and you you trust, and they're like, "What the fuck is this you, shit?" You, you want like, you want them to like it, don't you? Yeah. And it's like, when they don't, it just kills you a bit. It does. They're <laughs> great, though, aren't they? Yeah, he reminds me a bit of like a John Cooper Clark. Yeah, and yeah, I watched a a YouTube interview of him the other day. Actually, it just popped up, um, and and he was talking about sort of the state of society and uh, mm. obviously all the shit that went on after the the Euros at Wembley and all that kind of stuff. And he's just talking about society and and, and mm. you know people just wanting to hit things because they're generally unhappy and. Uh, he just kind of seems to have a good handle on things, and uh, yeah, I quite like that music. Very yeah. basic early on in it. It's very the, the basic yeah. stuff, but yeah, 
Um, well, Sam we, made me listen. To, we did uh, Divide and Exit, didn't we, for the pod? Yeah. And um, I said I wasn't entirely sure how much I liked it, but I really dug the authenticity of it. Yeah. I really found that he means every word he's saying. Yeah. He really summed, again, I saw an interview with him and suddenly said... Sorry, sorry, just to jump back. In comparison to someone like Johnny Rotten, who has been in the news again this week talking shite and because he's got tickets to fucking sell for something else and that man's never knowingly said anything meaningful in his entire life. He's he's coming to to the local theatre to us in our town. I'll go and throw a rocket at him or something. (laughs) He's doing doing like a book tour thing. Yeah, Yeah. something like that he's on stage doing. so it's like a Q&A thing. So he was on the tether yesterday talking an absolute load of bollocks because he knows that's what fucking gammons will pay to go and see him talking about, you know? They've they've just... um, Sorry. They've just won the rights, haven't they, to use the music in the film? Yeah, Yeah, fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) He ain't happy about it because because he, he just wants to hold him to ransom. Yeah, that's all it is. He wants to hold him to, for ransom for as much money as possible, and the judge said no. If two out of the three of you want, you know, want it mm. done, then tough. Yeah. Majority rule, mate. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. I, I think think the same about um, Noel Gallagher. I'm, I, I'm I'm not a massive Oasis fan, and I mentioned it before, but like he is a great songwriter. Don't get me wrong. I I, I give him full respect for that, but like. He's one of those that he'll like. He had a go at Little Mix at the, just after the Brits, and then like two days later, it's like, oh, he's got an album out. Ah, that suddenly makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. Right. Um. But um. But just by uh, sleeve and mods, my again friend of the pod, um, my friend Steve, he got me into a. He, he sent me um, sent me some links and stuff. I was like, fucking hell, this is good. Um. But like, I read an interview with Stinger, and he was saying that like our generation or if you will is like we don't have a factory floor to work on like our our parents did or our grandparents did but like we have call centers and we have stuff like that and he's like that's the equivalent which yeah. you know, if someone who spent a lot of time you know i've had office jobs since i've had a job you know and like that really really rang true with me that like, it was like god he was like you know you're saying how like the monotony of sort of like logging into your computer in the morning and that sort of thing yeah. is like is the same as spending you know it's almost like when Springsteen sings about like going to work on the factory floor and working to the hands of bleeding and all that it's the it's some of the stuff that they sing about is, is it's it's the same almost it's that kind of like this is shit but you know people don't understand that it's shit because you're sort of sitting around it. It's not like it's not like proper work almost. Like, well, yeah. certainly what, what older generations would consider proper work. And I I think they're great. I really do. I haven't listened to too much of their later stuff. Um, and I think, well, I might have said this before, so forgive me if I have, but like, I like them as a band as much as I like their music, if you know what I mean. Like, they might put stuff out and I'm, like, I'm not really into it. They had one album, I was like, I couldn't really get on with it. Yeah, but I thought, well, it's still cool. I still like them, if you know what I mean, and like sort of what they sort of stand for is a bit of a wanky sort of phrase, but like they do, like you know, like they're sort of. And equally, on the other hand, it's really simple what they do. It's a little bit shit what they do, and it makes you think you can do it as well. And I think that's really, really inspiring. 
in, in yeah. a sort of further backwards kind of way. I yeah. think that Rob made that point too, and we did our episode on him. But like, you hear that and you think, well, I can do that. You know, like, I, like I, I'm a bang average guitarist in a pretty, you know, run of the mill band. But like, you know, you, you hear stuff and you think, I can do that. And that sort of like, you know, I couldn't. I, I couldn't. I, I I do like Metallica, but like I don't hear Metallica and think they're a band yeah. that I could replicate. But like I hear like stuff like the Sleep and Mods and like going back like stuff like Green Day, and you think, oh, I can do that. I can do yeah. that. You know, yeah. it's sort of the thing with Sleep and Mods for me, and I and this is going to really belittle it, and I really don't mean it because I think it's really good, and I know it's not how the dude makes the, the music and that, but it feels like oh. If I just get some loops off Garage Band and have a mm. bit of a shout, I ain't going to be far away. Mm. I, and I, I know he plays all the instruments. I know that that's really belittling, yeah. right? but it feels it, it's accessible. It's it. It's fucking punk rock, isn't it? That's yeah. that, that's where I first I, when I first heard it, I thought this guy he's just sat on a laptop and just pressed a few mm. buttons and, and that's what's come out and his mates just spit a load of shit over the mm. top of it and I, I like it I like yeah. it but, and that's where I started I just thought this is different this is something different but have you um, have you listened to much of um, Slaves being sort of punk fan what's your sort of opinion on them yeah um, I really like their first record I think they're a little bit of a band who as I said before suffered from their popularity a little bit I don't think I haven't listened to it as much, but I don't think the second album was as good as the first. I know that sounds really like music wankery, but like um, I saw them supporting Jamie T. Never heard them before and um, rocked up at the gig. And like there's a woman handing out like flyers and like badges of them and stuff. And they were like, she called me, she's like, seriously, get in there now because this band are going to be huge. And I was like, well, they're not, though, are they? But, like, I saw them, and I was like, fuck, they're good. Yeah. Like, really, really good. And that's similar, isn't it? It's like, you know, drummer, well, he doesn't even play a kit, does he? He plays just three drums. And... Yeah, there's just the two of them as well. I thought they limit themselves a little bit, being the two, don't they, As in terms of yeah. what they can do in future albums. But yeah, I, I like listening to their um, live lounge stuff, and they'll take, like, oh, yeah. stuff yeah. that's on in the charts and pop shit and they'll just make it sound mm. good because it's them two doing it and I, I yeah. quite like that there's something different about them yeah they're a cool band actually yeah I haven't listened to them for a while but yeah I remember seeing them and just thinking like actually this is something you know and like yeah. they really really got it going like you know they were cool yeah yeah it is an interesting band that have you heard them Rob? no I haven't two piece Saints like the White Stripes <laughs> it no. is pretty much punk White Stripes to be fair yeah yeah, because um, they were around yeah. similar sort of time. Like White Stripes were another one of those bands that came out when I kind of give not giving up but shut down. So I don't know whether if they're one of your bands or not, Jay. Or... So Seven Nation Army is one of the first things I learned yeah. on guitar, and then I don't really listen to them. I don't, right. you know what I mean. But if that comes on on the radio, I wouldn't turn it over. Do you no, know what I mean? No, no. It's, it's just memories, though. Really, I didn't really get pay much attention to them. But um, then he went off and was it? Did he do the raconteurs? Raconteurs, that was it. Was it steady yeah. as she goes or something? Yeah, that that, that's a bit of a tune. I like that. Yeah, that's all right. But I don't really know much more that he, that they did. Do you know what I mean? Right. At that time was all bands. Bands came out, like I say, a lot of others come underneath them, and then they'd swap and change and mm-hmm. do different stuff with each other. And some of it was good, and some of it wasn't. And 
I suppose, like I say, that's always gone on in bands, hasn't it? And yeah, you look, yeah, look yeah. back at sort of seventies bands and that, and eighties, and, and they're all mixing and choosing and filling in for each other or whatever on tours. But I, I just think maybe you didn't hear about it as much back then. I don't know, yeah. or maybe it's just because I wasn't probably born. I didn't hear about it. <laughs> right before we um, wrap this thing up. I wondered if we could make a bit of a playlist about a playlist for songs about fatherhood or dadhood or in honour of having the talking dad with us. I think that <laughs> might be a nice way to finish off. So I've got a few. So whether it's um, obvious songs like Cat Stevens' Father and Son or Cats in the Cradle, um, the Ugly Kid Joe version, obviously. Um whether there's songs that you 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 know are about dad singing to their kids or the you know the kids singing about their parents, and we'll just try and come. I don't know if you've got any few that jump a few that jump to a few that jump into your head there, Sam or Jamie. Um, I'll be honest. I uh, was supposed to have a think about this, but I hadn't until I sat down this evening, and I, I've I've come up with two two um, and. So one of them is my father's house, Springsteen, off the back end of Nebraska. You love and Nebraska anyway, don't you? I do. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 probably probably my third, third favorite album I've mentioned tonight. If you know what I mean, like, like I always do. That. That's the best record I've ever heard. But then they say about ten albums. But yeah, that's that's a wonderful song. Um, and I, yeah, it's off. It's off that record. What's it called? Father, my father's house. My father's house. Yeah, and that's, that's all you can come up with. No, no, I got. I've got one more, and, oh, and okay. I've actually got some something to talk to about this next one. Um, but yeah, my father's house, great song. And then, not so much about fatherhood, but about if this is more of a son father relationship, I suppose. And it's Tank Park Salute by Billy Bragg. So. This is, I really like the song, and and this might sound a bit cheesy, but it's one of those that, that since I've had kids, hits a bit differently, because ultimately it's about his dad passing away, and there's like there's bits in there, like he sings about how, like, um, leave the light on at the top of the stairs, and, like, tell me the names of the stars in the sky, and it's all this sort of, like, you can tell. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Billy Bragg, and, like, I'm more a fan of his sort of, pop work than his sort of political work um but you can tell they're like really intimate moments that he's had with his father and they're like you can you can really feel that and well at least as a father now I I you know I can really relate to that and I'll be honest it's one of those songs that I find really hard to get through because it is like it's the sort of thing that this is this is a bit morbid perhaps for a September evening but um it's something that I can imagine my boy having to sort of speak about in like 40, 50 years time, if you know what I mean, when I'm not here anymore. And I just sort of hope that there's things that he'll remember from the time where he's young that would sort of, that he would hold dear and he may one day decide to put into song. I know that's got really fucking heavy. And I'm really I really sorry. want to say something horrible to you now, but I don't think I can. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's so, like, like, I have exchanges with, with, with both of my children. I think, oh, I hope there's things that you hope they remember. You know, they might not. You know, like we've been on holiday recently just to lift the mood a little bit. And I think they might not remember this, but at least they're having a good time, if you know what I mean. Uh, 
just to sort of try to bring the mood back up. So Sorry. there is there is, there is a well, there's two or three songs that just make me cry every time I think about it. A minute, and since I've had children, I just I, I really struggle. Two of them are from Ben Folds, like my favorite. I think he's the greatest songwriter in the world, and but so he's done Gracie, which he wrote for his uh, daughter, and still fighting it, which he did for his son. But um, like the chorus is still fighting it. Is the um, everybody knows it hurts to grow up, but everybody does, you know. And it's just yeah, that gets me every time. There's a song from Will Smith, uh, "Just the Two of Us." It's got like the um, chorus from the Bill Withers song. And then he like when he's rapping, he's talking about the um, doctor in the hospital passing him his boy for the first time, and how it takes him an hour to get the car seat right on the way home, and he's getting pissed off of everyone because they're driving too fast. And I get about twenty two seconds into the song, and I'm weeping. So I'm going to put that on my on the playlist. And then um, there's some other obvious ones that we all know about fatherhood. So um, Stevie Wonder, isn't she lovely? Isn't she wonderful? Isn't she? You know what I find really odd about that? Yeah, a, two things: dad rock, but um, also, yeah, that's that's dad rock. Surely, songs in the key of life is one of the greatest albums of all time. Um, don't you find it really odd when? And I, I don't know who it is. So I'm not going to throw in a, anyone under the bus because I can't put a name to it. But like, I'm sure I've been to a wedding and people have had that as their first dance. Yeah, that's because people and, don't like, understand the song. Yeah, but and like, I it's just one of those. Sort of Isn't like, she lovely? Isn't she wonderful? Isn't she pretty? Yeah, barely less five than, minutes old or whatever. Less than three seconds old or something. Yeah. It? yeah. yeah. It's a good song. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It's not just because someone's getting a cheeky finger to it. <laughs> so, um, uh, quick, I, I, we will come to you in a minute, Jamie. I just want to get these shit ones out of the way. Um, <laughs> Papa, don't preach. No. Okay. Um, um, a boy named Sue. Oh, a boy named Sue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you liked that one. Um, I've also got um, Father of Mine from Everclear and um, Bob Dylan's Forever Young, which is a beautiful record, beautiful song, isn't it? So, so Jamie, have you got anything you want to add to that? Uh, <laughs> off the top of my head, I'm struggling. Um, there, there is, there is a song. Um, or is is there any song that, that when you listen to it, it makes you either think of your kids or you maybe you think of your dad or? So I've got, so in terms of my dad, I would um, put on Foo Fighters, uh, my hero. Yeah, I'd, I'd have that. That always just makes me think. Um, the drums on that record is on that. Yeah, one, yeah. The just the production on that is amazing. Like, yeah. Or uh, Long Train Running, um, Doobie Brothers, just oh, yeah. because he used to try and play it on guitar when I first got my guitar. Uh, <laughs> he used to be able to play it when he was probably my age when I got the guitar, but when he was older, <laughs> he was definitely trying. Um, the um, Curtis Steiger's Sons of Anarchy um, theme tune, just because we watched it so much when my wife was pregnant with my first, it just always brings back the memories of that. Um and then there is a song by Struggle Jennings, who is from that Nashville scene around Yellow Wolf and that called Like Father, Like Son. That's got a bit of a country singer uh, hook to it. Um, I mean, it's 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 a, it's it's him telling a story about um, 
a, a dad being a gambler and alcoholic. I mean, it's not really in my wheelhouse at all at, the, at this stage of my life. <laughs> but um, it, it's just a story about dad stuff and, and mm. uh, you know, it's his perspective uh, from where we grew up type of thing. Um, what else have we got? I think that's... I can't really think of too much more. I mean, I kind of made a list in terms of like dad rock crap that we were talking yeah. about, but, I would, um, but there's not that many in terms of, you know, Stephens. songs songs about your kids or. Hmm. Um, I suppose It'll come, man. The kids are little yet. Yeah. I just want to um, throw one song out there that um, really reminds me of our old man, Rob. And, um, that's um, New Radicals. You know the New Radicals Really? Song? Why do you think of Dad for that? What, you get what you give? Right. You get what you give. Right, next time you speak to Dad, ask him what his favourite song is, and I bet he says that. All right, he okay. loves that tune. Loves that tune. Yeah. Um, I I've ever thought about that song ever. Um, it's a good tune. Um, also, again, I, I don't know a song, but like when we're talking about things and, you know, Dad Rock and, and what we feel as, as, as parents and, like, I don't know why, but I've got this really distinct memory of, of our dad having a mic in the mechanics tape in the car. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, it might be the best on the living years yeah. and all that. All yeah, that. yeah. Um, and I, I don't know, I probably know some of the songs off it if I heard it. Now, we also it? had Invisible Touch by Genesis in that album. Yeah. That's with Phil oh, Collins. I'll tell you another great dad rock band, Dire Straits. Yes. They're a grampy band, they are. Grampy used to love them. Did he? Yeah, yeah, fucking right, he did. Yeah, um, Sultans Mike, of Swing. Yeah, Sultans of Swing. Mike Romeo and Juliet's an amazing track. Yeah, Romeo yeah. and Juliet is one of the greatest songs you'll ever hear. Yeah, you're the killer's it? version of it. No, really, I really no. Good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a tune. There's one album from my youth which probably deserves a mention as we're talking about the kids, and I think Sam probably only knows it because of me. And I, I think Jamie, you were just too young. But when I, when I was little, there's this TV show, right? And it's called Alphabet Zoo. And yeah. Basically, you had Neris Hughes, and she'd tell us a story about a different animal in the in the zoo. And then folk singing legend Ralph McTell would get his guitar out and play a song about it. And we actually not had... just a song, not just a no. song. Some of the greatest songs you've ever heard. <laughs> and honestly, they are some of the most beautiful, well-written songs ever, and they're off a kids' TV show. Yeah. So if anyone can get a hold of the album Alphabet Zoo, you'll not only will your kids love it, like it'll be one of your favorite. I'm going to send it send it to you, Samay, because it's brilliant. Classics on there are Albert Rossi Albatross. Yeah. Um, Holly the Hedgehog. Um, Gordon the Goat. Gordon the Goat will open his throat and scoff the butt. Um, <laughs> Kenny the Kangaroo. Yeah. Ollie the Otter, Sally the Seal. We listen to that so much at the minute. Like the kids. Is that Elsie again? Likes like, it? Well, yeah, Elsie in particular, but Ted likes it. Ted likes think he's a bit too bit too grown up for it because his little sister likes it. Is he fuck? But, yeah, yeah. But what I love about this, and I can I can say this because she's gone to bed, is that when she first heard it, my wife was like, this is absolutely fucking terrible. What on earth is this? And now she absolutely loves it. Like, sometimes we'll be out 
And like the kids will be asleep in the back of the car because we've had Alphabet Zoo on. And we'll just leave it on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we'll just leave it on. And like I'll catch us singing along to it. And like it's even it's one of because like like my um my uh in-laws, even they've started to like warm to it a little bit because they were very much like they never heard of it. And like I reckon like, I could sing ha- like 98% of that album yeah. now. Like if you put me on the spot, i pretty much certainly off that first best of tape. Yeah. Which wasn't like the full alphabet, but you know. Have you heard Camel of the Camel? Sorry, yes. this is yeah, but again, that's... that that one was on the CD, but not on the cassette yeah. when we were little. Yeah. So that was off volume two, which we didn't have. Sorry, Jamie, mate. Like, this is uh this that's... is just fucking nonsense, isn't it? All right. All right. <laughs> so basically, Camel of the Camel, right, is this wonderful tale of this camel that's grumpy because she doesn't get to help carry shit. But the reason she doesn't get to carry shit is because they're saving her so she can carry the wise men to Bethlehem. And it's like, oh, this is amazing. Like he chucks it in at the end like a plot twist. You should do that for your Christmas song. But do you know what? It has crossed my mind, yeah. And that's what I was going to say because I didn't mention it to you because I knew it would piss you off. But I might not have many songs about fatherhood and my father but i fucking love a song about father christmas mind i've got um oh i've got one for your list of your dad songs oh go on um, blackberry smoke one horse town why have i been why did i put blackberry smoke on my phone did you mention them when we were on i might have done yeah i put them on my phone i have mentioned it on the pod before that might be where i got from sorry so say that again sorry uh, yeah blackberry smoke one horse town um, and it's it's just a, a, a story about growing up in a little one house town and trying to get out um, unlike your dad might not have done. Ooh. It's a good song. I don't know that. Yeah, I'll look that up. That what, I was listening to that album probably when my first son was born. So anything right. from that time kind yeah. of just sticks with me. But I don't know why. just does. Tidy. Right. Thank you very much, Jamie. Oh, it's been really good. That's wicked. That's like yeah, an hour. That's been like an hour and a half flown by, considering like the lack of prep on all of our parts <laughs> and me not having the best of the run-ups to this. I think we've done remarkably well. So, yeah. um, I shall put links in the show notes to all the places people can find you and the really really cool episodes of your podcast, which don't have me in them. <laughs> Um, and then we'll put this play the stuff on Spotify for people to find. And I may have to send you some messages to get some uh, get some more notes off you. But yeah, no problem. Right. Yeah, yeah thank been... you very much for coming on Records and Bands. It's been an absolute blast. Thank you, Jerry, you pleasure to meet you, mate. Yeah, and you. It's been uh, it's been great to be on and chatting about music and all sorts. I've been listening to you for a while, so it's uh, yeah, it feels feels comfortable. Brilliant. Cool. You'll come on again then. Oh yeah, if you if you want me. <laughs> 